Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast, home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive, motorsport, and blue-collar industry. My name is Tiana Jasmine, and I will be your host for today. I'm excited to announce that every week I'll be hosting podcasts on the Miss Manual channel. Before we dive into the details, head over to all of my social media pages and hit that huge subscribe and follow button. You'll find all of the details in the description of this podcast. In today's episode, I talk about me, me, and Initial T, and yes, they are three different identities. So, we'll start with a little bit of details about myself. I am 24 years old, I am from Sydney, Australia, as you guys would know it in America, and North America, Uh, we call it Down Under. (laughs) We have heaps of kangaroos, koalas, and cars, and currently I am running three businesses, so I run Tiana Creative. I run motorsport wraps and a clothing brand called Unlucky Ones International. I will also expand on these details a bit later in the podcast, but uh, yeah, I'm also running a social media page for my personal brand called Tiana Jasmine Official, aka Initial T. And um, yeah, so how does Tiana have the drive to be such a boss lady? Well, let me first tell you how it all started. So, my mum and dad are huge rev heads, as us Australians call it. Not too sure if you guys would necessarily call that, call it that internationally, but they are huge rev heads. And growing up, I was always surrounded by Holdens and um, just my parents driving their V8s and, and their supercharged V6s. And um, when my mum had the opportunity to buy her own car, because you know they started making a bit more money uh, when I was about in my teenage years, my mom ended up buying her own V8 and she drives stick. So it's always kind of run in the family. So I have two older brothers and they had Japanese cars as well. They had a WRX, they've had DC5s, DC2s, um, and back then they were a little bit pricey. I think they're about 23,000 Australian dollars, which roughly converts to around 15,500 US dollars, if you guys were wondering. And back then it was like a big thing to own one of those cars. There was one day that my brother ended up going on a cruise. I was about 15 years old and it was on a school night. So I felt kind of a little bit badass. And I don't know, I ended up seeing all these different cars around me, these Japanese cars and, and even like Australian cars. And it just really, I don't know, it was, it was something that I, I knew I wanted to be in. And then from there, it just really inspired me. And I'll never forget that time that I went out on that car meet with him before I even had my license. So that was something that impacted me a lot. Also, prior to that, when I was about 10 years old, we have an event in Australia, well, specifically to Sydney, we had an event called Auto Salon, where it was a bit ricey, I'm not going to lie. Uh, they had a lot of Japanese cars with the whole, we, we used to call it sex spec. I'm not too sure if you guys call it something different overseas, but they had the big chrome rooms and they had just underglow, white leather interior, speakers outside, inside of the car. It was a bit like Pimp My Ride, if you guys watch that show, but in real life. And everyone would get together and create little scenes in each little section of the place and it it was just interesting. and. I think from there, that really just drove me towards doing something like that as I got older, you know, because I was constantly surrounded by it. I never had any sisters around me to drive me towards a more feminine thing, you know. I was always, my mom's not very, like, too feminine herself. So, yeah, it's just, it's really kind of just being in the family growing up. 
So when I was about 16 years old, I went into the Roads and Maritime Services in Sydney and I got my license the second I could get it. And I was so excited and from there it just, the love grew. Since then I've had two DC5 base models. I couldn't really afford a Type R even though I wanted one so badly. I've had two DC5 Type R's. One of them was like this beautiful blue and uh, unfortunately I had an accident in that car. I had a black DC5 Type R and that had a K20, K24 frame conversion. That was probably one of my biggest K-series builds in my whole lifetime uh, for engine-wise that is. And that made 188 kilowatt which is equivalent to 250 horsepower at the front wheels. I've also had, you'll never believe this, three DC2 Type R's. Like, it's like, no, you can't have one DC2 Type R. You have to have three and that's just it's just me like I get obsessed with a shape and I just go for it and I just keep buying them like I'll sell it and then regret it and then go buy another one and that's what's been happening this whole time that's why you'll see multiple quantities of each they were all k-swapped as well and one of the DC2s I actually did a huge build on which you can find on my YouTube channel didn't end up finishing it yes I gave up and I'm a little bit miserable about it now, till this day, but it's just something that you kind of have to let go and move on. And I did. I have had two Evo 8s in my life. Uh, early on, I bought a Evo 8 GSR, which is like the base model, and then uh, I've also had a Evo 8 MR, which was imported from Japan. So I've also owned a Red EG Civic which was K-swapped too. So all of my cars have been K-swapped. I don't think I've ever owned a car that wasn't K-swapped. No. Pretty much no. I haven't. It's crazy. I had a little addiction to K-swaps. And uh, yeah, then I ended up doing a complete 180, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I bought a 180. I converted to the real drive life. Yes. Yes, I did. I did. And this 180SX is a Type X, it's beautiful, it's imported from Japan, and uh, her name is Miyazaki, it's the only car that I've actually given a name, and it's crazy because I love this car so much, um, and I do have a YouTube vlog about it too, which is, uh, you can find that in the description as mentioned earlier in this podcast. So the next topic that I wanted to talk about is my top three goal cars, because everybody has you know, the cars that they want and they crave in their life. And I'm not going to call them dream cars because at the end of the day, dreams, I feel like, are something that you just go to sleep at night and they're unachievable. It's A goal is something that you're working towards, which means you're going to get it one day. It's not something that you just put you just put it on a wall and you just wish you had it. It's something that you know you're going to have. So I call them goal cars for a reason and I think that's what you guys should call it too. So my third on my top three is the JDM DC2 Type R. In Australia, we are not allowed to import DC2s, unfortunately. So I'm hanging to get my hands on one. Uh, even if I could go overseas to Japan and get one, that'd be great. The same thing with the NSX Type R, um, which I will get into in a moment. However, my second on the list is the GT3 RS because I've just always loved Porsches and it's, it's weird seeing a streetcar that they've created that almost looks like a track car. You know, the GT3 RS is gorgeous and it's something that I've always aspired to have. Now, my number one 
If you know me, I actually made a podcast. I think it's episode 58. Correct me if I'm wrong. I do speak about this. It's the NSX Type R. And I'm hanging. I think they only made 500 in the world. And uh, we don't get them here in Australia either. So something you need to go overseas and get. So we want these three goal cars. But how do we get there? And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you guys get your goal cars and get and achieve the things that you need to achieve in your life through this podcast. So that's when I realized that I need to start my own business. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit of my work history now because it is automotive related and this is what this podcast is about, people that are passionate about that industry. I was about 17, I begged this guy for a job in this auto parts store and for one year I harassed the hell out of him so he could just give me a job. Uh, but because I was inexperienced, I didn't know much about car parts. Like, I mean, I had the basic knowledge, but not really anything significant. They didn't really want to put me on and hire me. So I just kept trying and trying and persisting. And eventually I broke through. And from there, I was working in auto parts for six years. Now, I also tried to study mechanical engineering for two years while I was working in parts, but I hated math and it definitely wasn't for me. I'm pretty sure you guys can relate to that. Um, all I knew is I wanted to be in something to do with cars. I tried mechanics and the guy paid me about $350 for 40 hours work in AUD. Now if you guys want to go and convert that you'll see how low that payment is especially for Australia. It's almost illegal. He was paying me cash and it was just horrible. I had such a bad experience and um, I just realized that I didn't want to mix my hobbies with you know something I had to do on a day-to-day -day basis and it felt like a chore. So I ended up pretty much sucking that idea completely. My own clothing brand and this is where I started to experiment with making my own money particularly. It was a bit tricky because I wasn't certain if this was going to work. I tried starting my own online store. I also tried to start a jewelry store uh, which ended up failing. I had two business names that I ended up registering registering in about a year of that two years, the first year, for the clothing brand, and it just didn't work out. It just everything wasn't working out, right? I wasn't putting enough effort in. I wasn't pushing for the brand. I wasn't doing anything actively to ensure that this was succeeding. And then I kept kicking myself in the feet, being like, "Why? Like, why is this not working?" And the only person to blame was really me. Because if you don't put in any effort when you're running your own business, you're not going to get a return. After everything failing, I ended up starting a third clothing brand called Unlucky Ones International. As a way to kind of gain a little bit of passive income with minimal effort. It's a Japanese inspired car clothing brand, which the name represents people who feel a little bit unlucky and the reason I started that brand particularly uh, about a year ago now I actually had a motorbike accident in February last year it was really overwhelming for me and I think it put me in a really bad place in my life because I was already going through a really really hard time at the time with external things that were happening in my life and then for that to happen, it just really like shook me and kind of woke me up a little bit. For about three weeks, I actually no, 
I'm going to tell you guys that I didn't end up breaking any of my bones, which was so lucky. I didn't get hit by a car. The only thing that happened was I had gravel rash on the bottom half of my body and on my stomach as well. Because of the way that I slid and tumbled. Which I didn't have to get a skin graft, luckily, as well. So it was a very, like, it was, it was a very lucky scenario. Ironically... Even though I've called it Unlucky Ones International, I just say that because we all feel a little unlucky at times and uh, I just, I created it so I could have a community of people that can relate to each other and be brought together by cars. But yeah, I couldn't shower for like three, four weeks while it was healing because it was such a big scar. It was about, it was about that big if you guys are watching the camera uh, on my Instagram. It was about that big. It was it was quite large. So, on one leg. So, yeah. Bit miserable. I don't like to talk about it too much. But, yeah. So, on to the next positive thing. Tiana Creative is my main source of income currently. I do that as a full-time hustle. I have my own little office, which I have shown in one of my vlogs as well. It's really... It's really crazy. I never even thought I'd have my own office, to be honest with you. It's a graphic design business, and it specializes in motorsport graphic design. It is now one year old, so it was established in 2018 as well. And it's I started off with 80 Australian dollars, guys. 80 Australian dollars. And it is now... I have now turned that into 35,000 Australian dollars. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it, it gives me like goosebumps even thinking about it because when you have something and you create it into this big thing it's it's really inspiring you can almost tell your story and inspire other people and then that motivates you more to do what you're doing you know and that's why I'm here today talking to you guys so I can help you achieve what you want as a person about a week ago believe it or not I ended up thinking well I want to start doing some motorsport wraps for cars you know the big stickers that go on cars they race around racetracks and they look crazy wacky well i want to wrap them i can design them but i'm yet to start a business well i have now that enables me to offer that service to all of my clients right uh so that's what i started i haven't worked on it too much but that is in the works that is something that i am currently trying to brand and get up and running. My personal brand is Initial T. As you guys know me, if you're on my Instagram watching me, you know I'm Initial T. Tiana Jasmine Official. That's how you guys know me by. And it is my journey with my 180SX build called Miyazaki or Mia. And I have goals to utilize my disposable income for my future drift car. I want to start drifting as a hobby to kind of escape from the day-to-day -day stresses that all of these businesses kind of put on me and also external factors. I just want to end up kind of going to the track and doing and kind of just go drifting legally so I don't get in trouble on the streets because let's face it, it's probably not the best idea to do it on the streets. So I'm working towards utilizing the income from these businesses to just go and buy myself a car that I can drive to the track rather than trailer it because I don't have the money right now, drive to the track and drift it and come home and just have a great time. That's what it's about. And mainly guys, I just wanted to highlight the fact that I want my podcast to be centered around automotive boss women 
and um, our perspectives in the industry. And I also want to deliver a problem at the beginning of every podcast that we can pose a solution to help you guys alleviate any of the stresses because I want to make it a little bit more informational rather than subjective. I want to make it objective, something that you guys can take home and you can be like, wow, that is useful information and I'm going to go try that. So before we end the podcast, here is Initial T's tip of the day. Now, I was a bit, I was actually struggling with this one a little bit and my boyfriend turns around and he asked me, well, what would you tell yourself six years ago? What would you actually, like, what kind of advice would you give yourself, you know? And I turned around and I said, well, you just want to focus, right? You want to point, aim, bang, shoot, right? You have one goal and anything that is going to distract you from getting to that goal, you need to get rid of it. You, all the negativity, say see you later. You don't need that. You need to get to your goal and you need to do whatever it takes for you to get there and what makes you happy. So that is my tip of the day. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Miss Menu Podcast. And don't forget to share this podcast to show the world what's possible for females in this male-dominated industry.